Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again on the Oh, the Pain podcast, Monday, January 10th, 2022. And the Joe Beningo Oh, the Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, and by Anita Tire. What, what a final, final day of the regular season in the National Football League. I mean, you could not have had a better day. I'm sure the league just, you know, crazy about how good this was you had three games that went into overtime with all kinds of playoff implications uh we're all set here for the wild card weekend but it really it is from the opening uh, opening kickoffs at one o'clock right to the very bitter end in overtime as the Raiders outlasted the charges to get get that final playoff spot and you know, make everybody in Pittsburgh feel better because that game looked like it might have be headed for a tie, which would have knocked the Steelers out of the playoffs. But how crazy a day it was. The Raiders finally win that game 35-32 in overtime. But let's let's start with this. And we'll get to the Jets and we'll get to the, the Giants, the ending of the year for both of those teams. And, you know, what a disaster as both teams end 4-13. and 13, Although it looks like they're going in different directions. The Giants really look like they got to blow it all up. As I talk to you right now on Monday morning, Joe Judge is still the coach of this team. We'll see if that uh, plays out. We'll see if he's still the coach by the end of the day today. And the Jets, you know, uh, the uh, the beginning, hopefully, of a, a a great era under Robert Sala. I don't have a lot of confidence in that. But uh, they did give Buffalo at least a competitive game yesterday before finally losing 27-10. to 10. And maybe we got a quarterback in Zach Wilson uh, we'll see as it goes on. But what a day yesterday in the NFL. Let's start with the shocker of the day. The Indianapolis Colts come into Sunday. All they have to do is beat the the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team with the worst record in the NFL going into the game. All they have to do is beat Jacksonville, and they will uh, you know, get into the playoffs. They actually had two chances of this. They were 9-7, and seven, and uh, you know, and they, they lose last week at home to – uh, to the Raiders, of course, and that was a huge win for the Raiders as they wind up making the playoffs with the win over the Chargers. But all they had to do was win this game over the Jaguars and they make the playoffs. And boy, it did not happen for the Indianapolis Colts as they were beaten down 26 to 11 by Jacksonville. They have not won. How about this? The Jaguars have not lost at home to the Colts since 2014. Of course, the division rivals that they are. And, I mean, the Colts were never in this game. I mean, how about that? Never in the game. They just got the doors blown off them. And, you know, if you look at Indianapolis, who finishes the year at 9-8, and the terrible collapse at the end, losing, like I said, to the Raiders, and then this uh, just inexplicable loss to the lousy Jacksonville Jaguars. The bottom line to me is the quarterback stinks. Carson Wentz is terrible. And that's really the story. The Colts got a very good team. They got a legitimate team. They can run the football with Jonathan Taylor, although they didn't do that yesterday. They got a very good offensive line, although they didn't play well yesterday. 
They got a damn good defense that takes the ball away from the other team, although they didn't do that yesterday. But the bottom line is this, and they got a very good coach in Frank Reich as well. But the bottom line is bottom line is this: Carson Wentz isn't any good. Let's be real. Let's 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 tell it like it is. And I think Wentz had a four point four quarterback rating yesterday. You can't get much worse than that. I mean, that's that that's pretty bad. So the Colts, they 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 lose. They fall out of the playoff picture, and they opened it up for the Steelers and the Ravens. And what a tremendous game that was. If you watched that game yesterday at 1 o'clock, it was here in, in the New York area. You thought it was going to be the final game of the career, of the great Hall of Fame career of Ben Roethlisberger. But instead, Ben's going to get himself another game. A terrific win in overtime by Pittsburgh, 16-13. to 13, uh, sending this, this was a typical... Raven-Steeler game. Typical game. You knew this was going to be a close game. Uh, I didn't have a great day yesterday picking. I was 2-3, and three, but I did pick this game and did have the Steelers figuring no matter what, this was going to be a field goal game with the number being 4.5, the Ravens being the favorite. And it was just a, a great, great game. The Steelers win this game, and they at 9-7-1 get into the playoffs. Everybody talked about that tie they had earlier against the Detroit Lions. That turned out to work out well for Pittsburgh because that helps them get in, as I said, at 9-7-1. And, and for Pittsburgh, it went right down to the wire in the final game between the Chargers and the Raiders. This game went into overtime. And remember, had that game ended in a tie, the Steelers would have been out. Both the Chargers and the Raiders would have made the playoffs with Pittsburgh being out. And it looked for a long time. Like, that's how this game was going to be played, that the Raiders were just going to play it out, take the tie, let's both go to the playoffs, and call it a day. It didn't end up that way. Uh, the Raiders wind up winning it in the uh, closing couple minutes of the overtime as uh, Carlson hits that game-winning field goal, and the Raiders overcome all the things that happened to them this year. I mean, from the John Gruden disaster to the Henry Ruggs uh, tragedy, right on down the line. And they win their last four games of the year and find themselves in the postseason. Uh, give the Raiders a lot of credit. So they win that game 35-32, knock the charges out, get themselves in, and in doing so, put the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. Just uh, unbelievable. And we talked about overtime. The Raider-Charger game goes into overtime. The Steeler-Raven game goes into overtime. How about the Niners and the L.A. Rams? What a game this turns out to be. The Niners have to win the game to get into the playoffs. The New Orleans Saints, if the Saints win their game against Atlanta, the Niners lose their game, New Orleans gets in the playoffs. The Rams jump out to a 17-0 lead in this game against San Francisco, and then the Niners look like a different team. They're trailing 17-3 at the half, and then the Niners come on. Take control of the game. Uh, you know, start outplaying the Rams in the second half. The game is tied at 17-17. The Niners are driving again for, for what looks to be the go-ahead touchdown. And then Garoppolo throws a big pick in the end zone. Uh, tremendous play by Patrick Ramsey. What a great interception. Juggling pick in the end zone for him. Now, it did look like it was roughing the passer on the play. Uh, of course, they don't call it as the NFL referees continue to be just horrible. I don't care what anybody says about the officiating in the NFL stinks. You could say whatever you want. Clearly clearly on this plate, it was a blow to the head of Jimmy Garoppolo. 
The uh, officials don't call it. Ramsey gets the pick. The Rams proceed to drive down the field for the go-ahead touchdown, take the lead 24-17. to And then what happens after that, they stop the Niners. The Niners are forced to punt with just under two minutes to go, but they got all three timeouts. They stop the Rams, get the ball back, and then Garoppolo takes them right down the field like a 90-yard drive to tie the game 24-24, send it into overtime. Unbelievable. The Niners drive again with the ball, take it right into uh, into the red zone, can't put it in the end zone, have to settle for the field goal. Rams get the ball back with a chance to tie or win the game at that point, and uh, eventually Stafford throws an interception, and that ends the game, and the Niners make the playoffs crazy as they win in overtime 27-24 come back from that 17-3 halftime deficit, 17-0 at one point, uh, and and beat the Rams. First time Sean McVay, as coach of the Rams, has ever lost a game when they led at halftime. How about that? The Rams, of course, nevertheless, still win the division in the NFC West because the Cardinals uh, wind up losing their game to Seattle. So the Cardinals are the number one wild card in the NFC, and uh, the uh, Niners wind up getting that second, actually the sixth overall seed, in the NFC with that win. So they make it, and they eliminate the Saints. The Saints who won their game against Atlanta didn't matter. They win 30-20, to 20, but they are knocked out of the playoffs at nine up and eight down. Just a, a, a crazy, crazy day yesterday in the NFL. And I tell you, the NFL could not have asked for a, a better final game of the season with all the drama from what happened, you know, right from 1 o'clock with the, with the loss, uh, as it turns out, by the, by the Colts. The win by Pittsburgh uh, going right down to the end there. The win by the Niners. And then eventually, of course, the Raiders in overtime winning that game over the Chargers to get themselves uh, into the playoffs. Just absolutely a wild, wild day in the NFL. Uh, You know, no question about that. Just a crazy, crazy day. All right. We'll break down the playoff matchups. We'll do that uh, in a second. One other game I just want to mention, too, the uh, Tennessee Titans. They wind up, they clinched the first overall seed in the AFC as they held on to beat the Houston Texans 28-25 in a game where the Titans led at 1.21-0 in this game. Houston came all the way back and almost pulls it out. Titans do hold on to win it 28-25. Give Houston, give David Cauley uh, credit for keeping that Texan team you know, engaged all year long. They were a very tough out and almost spoiled the party. For Tennessee. So Tennessee, the number one overall seed in the AFC, uh, they will have the bye uh, next week. And of course, we'll have home field throughout the playoffs in the AFC. And then, of course, in the NFC, the Packers, even though they lost yesterday to the Lions, Aaron Rodgers only played a half in this game. Uh, they are the number one seed in the NFC. They'll have the bye. And of course, everybody will have to come to Lambeau Field, come through Lambeau Field if they want to get to the Super Bowl with the Packers having the home field advantage. All right. Before we break down the playoff matchups coming up this weekend, let's give a little love to our uh, all our friends, all our uh, sponsors. We'll start off with the Hackensack Brewing Company. And don't forget, this Friday night, we'll have uh, our second Oda Payne live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. John Jastrzemski will be there with me again. Uh, you know the deal. It's located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4, Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Uh, you can bring your own food to the brewery. You can order from 
one of the many rex restaurants in the area to deliver it right to your seat. The tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 on Monday through Friday. It's open 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. on Sundays. And again, we'll be there at 7 o'clock on uh, Friday night. Should be a terrific night. Like I said, JJ will be there with me. So join us at uh, at the Hackensack Brewing Company, 7 o'clock Friday night for our second live Ode of Pain podcast as we get ready for the Wild Card Weekend. And congratulations to my buddy, Mike Jones, who uh, runs the show there at the Hackensack Brewing Company. His Raiders come through for him. A terrific job by them, overcoming all the uh, things they had to overcome this year and uh, finally get into the playoffs with that dramatic overtime win last night over the Chargers, and they'll open up the playoffs. They'll be the first playoff game Saturday at 4.30 against the Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, we also, of course, want to mention our friends, uh, my buddy Isaac at the Beach Camera, and you know the deal on that in Edison, New Jersey. All the great prices you can get on uh, you know all your different electronic needs. They got all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison, and uh, let him save you some money. Uh, as well, you can use the code Joe B for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com. Call Isaac, 732-993-6385. And, of course, uh, my son Johnny, my buddy Ari over at Anita Tire, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. Very tough night for Johnny. Saints win the game, and then he's got to watch the uh, the comeback by the Niners winning that game in overtime, beating the Rams after they were down 17 nothing to eliminate uh, the Saints from the playoffs this year. Uh, New Orleans finishes at nine up and eight down. Uh, in spite of uh, their win yesterday, they do not get there. So a tough night for Johnny, but go see him at a needed tire. Go see Ari. Whatever you need there, they'll take care of all your needs with tires, all your uh, car service needs, whatever it may be. Uh, tell them Beningo sent you. Uh, a needed tire, uh, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. All right. Joe Beningo, the O the Pain podcast. Let's look at the matchups coming up. Wild card weekend. As we mentioned, the Titans in the AFC, the Packers in the NFC with the first round buys. They're the number one overall seeds. Here's how it plays out. You got two games Saturday. The first one's at 430. It'll be on NBC. The Raiders in Cincinnati to play the uh, AFC North champion Bengals. Both teams finished the regular season at 10 and 7. So that's game one. Uh, on Saturday afternoon, 4.30, NBC. Then the night game on Saturday, what a great matchup. The rubber match between the Patriots and the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. That game will be on CBS, 8.15, Saturday night. Really looking forward to that. Remember, they split the season series, as I said. The uh, Patriots won uh, uh, the first game. They won. Actually, they won. each team won on the road this year. I, I say at home, I think each team won, actually won on the road. Remember, New England won that Monday night game against Buffalo in Buffalo with all the wind. Mac Jones throwing only three passes in that game, and New England winds up winning that game over the Bills. And then the Bills return the favor at Foxborough a couple of weeks, weeks later, uh, beating up New England 33-21. So that'll be the rematch, the, the rubber match between these two AFC East rivals. The Bills wound up winning the division at 11-6 with their win yesterday over the Jets. And the Patriots were knocked off in Miami by the Dolphins. Patriots opened the season losing to the Dolphins in Foxborough, ended the season losing to the Dolphins in Miami. They lost 33-24. to 
uh, really got beat up in this game. You know, Mac Jones got exposed a little bit over the last couple games of the season as the Patriots wound up losing three of their last four, make the playoffs anyway. So that'll be uh, that'll be terrific. The Patriots in Buffalo to play the uh, uh, the Bills in the uh, night game on Saturday. The Patriots finishing the season at ten and seven. The Bills finishing the season, winning the AFC East for the second year in a row at 11-6. and six. On Sunday, you got three games. First game, 1 o'clock. You'll see it on uh, on Fox. It'll be the Philadelphia Eagles who finished the year at 9-8 and eight against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay, the defending Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady and company. Uh, they beat Carolina yesterday 41-17. to 17. They finished 13-4 overall on the year. Same record as the Packers, but they lose out with the tiebreakers for the number one seed. So that'll be the early game. The Bucks at 13-4 and four against the Eagles, who finished 9-8 after they got beat on Saturday by the Dallas Cowboys. So that'll be your 1 o'clock game on Fox on Sunday. You get a triple header on Sunday. Then the uh, the late late uh, uh, afternoon window, 4-20, 4-25. Boy, just like the old days back in the early 90s, the Niners and the Cowboys, this game in Dallas, uh, the Niners, at, by courtesy, as, as we talked about, their comeback win over the Rams. They finished the year at 10-7. and seven. They will play the Cowboys, who finished their year at 12-5, and five, winning the NFC East. Uh, that should be a, a terrific matchup in Dallas, 4-15. That game's actually on CBS, even though it's an NFC game. That's a CBS game. Niners, Cowboys, the late afternoon window, 425 window on Sunday. And then finally on Sunday, uh, the night game, NBC, the Steelers, 9-7-1 against the uh, defending AFC champions the last two years. Of course, they won the Super Bowl two years ago, lost it last year to the Bucks. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City at 12-5. and As I mentioned, Pittsburgh at 9-7-1. Could very well be the last game of Ben Roethlisberger's career. We've said that a number of times now, it seems, but uh, could very well be. Remember, earlier in the year, a couple of weeks ago, the Steelers just destroyed, or excuse me, the uh, Chiefs just destroyed the Steelers in Kansas City, just blew their doors off. I forget the final score there. It was never a game, and uh, the Chiefs won that game easily. So that'll be the night game. Pittsburgh in Kansas City, the Sunday night game, and that'll wrap up the triple header that you're getting on Wild Card Weekend on Sunday. And then for the first time ever, you got a Monday night playoff game. Uh, again, another divisional matchup. You got a couple of those. You got the Patriots and the Bills, and you got the Cardinals and the Rams. Arizona in LA to play the Rams. Arizona finishing the year at 11 and 6. They lose their last game to Seattle. And of course, the Rams, they will uh, lose to San Francisco, but still win the division. The Cardinals lost. The Ram lost. The Rams win the division. They finish at 12 and 5. The Cardinals at 11 and 6. And that game will be ESPN ABC game, the usual uh, Monday night football crew. So that's the setup. Those are the games coming up for the weekend in Wild Card Weekend. Again, Saturday, Raiders Bengals 430. That game's on NBC. Patriot Bills, the night game, 815. Uh, that game uh, will be on the CBS. Then you got the triple header on Sunday, 1 o'clock, Eagles Bucks in Tampa. That's a Fox game. Then you got the Niners and the Cowboys. That's a CBS game in Dallas. And then the Steelers Chiefs at night on NBC. And then finally on Monday, the Cardinals and the Rams. And that's an ABC ESPN game. All right. The Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast. We'll break down a little bit the Jets yesterday from what happened. 
you know, look, the, I guess the good thing about this game, you didn't expect they were going to beat the Buffalo Bills yesterday. Not for a second did you think they were winning the game, even with the Jets, you know, being down only 13-10, you know, early in the fourth quarter. The offense just couldn't do a thing. They couldn't do anything. They made one play all day. That was that fourth and five pass from Zach Wilson to uh, Keelan Cole, 40 yards for a touchdown. That's really the only play they made all day. The 10 points they had were set up by bad punting by Buffalo, uh, a bad punt where the Jets wound up getting the ball on the Buffalo 43-yard line. That set up the only touchdown of the day. And I remember that botch punt where the punter fumbled the snap for Buffalo, uh, wound up kind of getting the punt off, but it went nowhere. Jets had a short field but could not uh, put it in the end zone, had to settle for a field goal. That made it 13-10 at that point. Uh, that was it. The Jets could not run the football all day. Zach Wilson was uh, sacked nine, ten times, whatever. I think he was sacked nine times in the game and really had no chance uh, most of the time going back to pass, especially because the Jets couldn't run the ball. And remember, this, the Jets had no weapons. Braxton Barrios doesn't play. Elijah Moore doesn't play. Jamison Crowder started the game. He got hurt in the game, went, uh, wound up going out early. So you got nothing out of him. I mean, the Jets had no professional receivers out there with the exception of Keelan Cole. That was really it. You know, look at some of the guys. Denzel Mims, by the way. How this guy, can they just dump this guy? What a brutal set. You know, Joe Douglas has to take a big hit for picking this guy second overall. He could have took Chase Claypeel. Uh, second over, second, I should say, his second pick, his second round pick two years ago. And he could have had Chase Claypool, who had a big game yesterday for Pittsburgh, had some big runs on the reverse for the Steelers yesterday, caught the go-ahead touchdown for Pittsburgh late in the fourth quarter from Roethlisberger. They should have drafted him. Instead of that, Joe Douglas got cute, decided to trade down. He winds up taking Mims. And in a year where you had all these great wide receivers coming out of college, he picks the absolute worst you could pick in Mims. The guy played yesterday. He never gets open. The first play, he's on the field for the first play yesterday. And what does he do? He gets called for a false start the first time he's on the field yesterday. And you could see the disgust on Robert Sala's face. Please, Mims should be cut today. I don't want to see this guy back on the field for the Jets. It's a total waste of a second-round pick. Not that we haven't seen that before. I mean, how many bad second-round picks have the Jets had over the last number of years, whether it's Stephen Hill, whether it's Jay Samaro, whether it's Geno Smith, whether it's uh, Hackenberg. I mean, I even forget his name. He was so bad. The quarterback they drafted, Christian Hackenberg out of Penn State. What a waste of a second-round pick that was for Mike McCagnin. Well, Joe Douglas picks right up with that uh, terrible pick of Denzel Mims. Just horrible. But that was the bottom line yesterday. The defense played well. Quincy Williams was all over the field. Quinn Williams played well yesterday. I thought the secondary had a good game as well. They really kept Josh Allen under wraps. But eventually, with the offense not being able to do a thing, you know, it was only a matter of time before Buffalo put the game away and they wound up winning it 27-10, to 10, even covered the number at the end of the day, uh, which was uh, 16 and a half points. So we'll see. Uh, you feel pretty good about the Jets going forward. I've still got my concerns about Robert Sala. Hopefully he learned a lot from, uh, you know, all the disaster, all the, the bad game, all the, uh, a very tough years. They wound up going four and 13. Let's hope he learns from that. We can only pray, you know, next year, they got to have a winning season. You know, you can't sell me six and 11. You can't sell me seven and 10 and tell me they made improvement 
and I got to feel good. Now, I need a winning season next year. They got a ton of room under the cap. Uh, they got, they're going to, they're going to have the fourth overall pick in the draft. They're going to have the 10th overall pick in the draft, courtesy of the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to have two big, uh, two high picks in the second round. They got a high third round pick. As I said, they got all kinds of money under the cap. They got to make it happen. Joel Douglas, this has to be a home run of an offseason for the Jets. I think they need to re-sign their own players. You need to definitely got to bring Braxton Barrios back. I'm telling you, if they don't sign him, he's going to wind up being a, a pro bowler in New England. I would bring back Devontae Tardif. I would bring back Morgan Moses, who got hurt at the end of the game against Buffalo. Let's hope there's nothing serious with him. I'd bring him back. Even Tevin Coleman, you know, they're going to have Carl Lawson coming back. That's like a big free agent signing. We'll see what happens. The arrow's pointing up. I think they got something with Zach Wilson. Didn't throw an interception over the last five games of the season, which is good. Like I said, he never really had a chance yesterday. No offensive weapons. He didn't have uh, his full uh, 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 uh Offensive line intact yesterday. George Fant was out. McGovern, the center, was out. You know, Moses eventually got hurt. That was late in the game. So they really didn't have a chance with that yesterday. But you do feel pretty good going forward. And let's be honest, you're tired of losing to these teams in the AFC East. Everybody but the Jets finished over 500 in the AFC East. The Jets have a lot of work to do. But they have to hit a home run with the draft picks, with the uh, free agency in this offseason, huge offseason for Joe Douglas. So the Jets wind up finishing 4-13. and 13. Another terrible season, but maybe you feel good with the young players. Hopefully, Salah has learned uh, from what happened this year. As far as the Giants are concerned, look, uh, what a disaster. You know, some of the play calls yesterday, I was watching the Steeler game. I got I to gotta confess, I did not watch the Giants yesterday. Why should I? <laughs> you know, unless you're a diehard Giant fan, why would you watch that game? They lose 22 to 7 to Washington. Who knows what's going to happen? Gettleman is definitely going to be gone as far as being the GM. And, you know, look, I mean, it's still early in the morning on Monday. We'll see if Joe Judge survives the rest of the day. This is Black Monday. So far, only one coach was fired. That's Vic Fangio in Denver after they lost on, uh, they lost on Saturday to Kansas City. Memo to the Jets. Vic Fangio. Not a great coach as a head coach, but a tremendous defensive coordinator. Maybe you want to think about getting rid of Jeff Ulbrich and actually bringing Fangio in. That would be something. Don't count on that happening. Just figured I'd throw that out there. But so far, Fangio is the only coach that was fired. We'll see if Joe Judge makes it through the day or not. Uh, if I was the Giants, I'd blow it all up. Get rid of Judge. Get rid of Daniel Jones. Time to go in another direction. This team needs everything. They have no offensive line. They have no weapons on offense. The Saquon Barkley pick uh, with the second overall pick in the draft a couple years ago has turned out to be an absolute disaster as Barkley did not have a good year, to say the least, this year. Uh, That is not – like I said, that's turned out to be a disaster. Daniel Jones, I mean, really? Are you really that excited about Daniel Jones? He missed most of the the end of the season with the injury. Uh, I think it's time for the Giants to go in a completely different direction. So Gettleman will be gone. We'll see what happens when all is said and done with Joe Judge. If I was the Giants, like I said, I would blow it up, try to make a run at Russell Wilson. The Giants do have two uh, high picks in the first round. They got the fifth overall pick. They got the seventh overall pick, courtesy of the Bears and the trade they made with Chicago last year. So the Giants will pick fifth in the first round 
and seventh in the first round as well. So it'll be an interesting draft day as both the Jets and the Giants. It'll be an interesting draft day in New York as both the Jets and the Giants will have two picks in the top 10 in the first round coming up uh, this year in April. Uh, that should be uh, pretty wild, to say the least. All right, the Joe Beningo Ode to Pain podcast. Before I leave, got to mention tonight, of course, the national championship game, all SEC, the Georgia Bulldogs against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Remember, Alabama beat up Georgia a couple weeks ago in the SEC championship game. But you look at that game, remember, that game meant a lot more to Alabama than it did to Georgia. Georgia was pretty much locked in no matter what, whether they won that game or not. The the committee was going to take them. They had been undefeated and number one all year. There was no way they weren't going to be in the playoff. Alabama probably needed to win that game to get into the playoff. little different scenario now. Georgia's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Georgia's going to finally find a way to get it done against Alabama. I think Kirby Smart's going to finally beat his old mentor, Nick Saban, here. Uh, We'll see. One big thing in this game, the quarterback position to me with Bryce Young in Alabama over Stetson Bennett is a big advantage for Alabama. And we know that the Tide has been in a million of these games. They're the defending national champion. God knows they know how to win these games. Again, Georgia, a two-and-a-half point pick in this game tonight. And I like Georgia. I'm, I'm taking Georgia on the later points. It's dicey ever to go against the Tide. It's dicey ever to go against Nick Saban. I'm taking my chances here, and I'm going to go with Georgia uh, laying the two-and-a-half points. So we'll see how that plays out tonight. All right, the Joe Beningo Oda Payne Podcast. Again, want to thank all my uh, my sponsors, Hackensack Brewing Company, Beach Camera, and Nita Tire. want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget, a special Oda Payne Podcast next Friday night, 7 o'clock. We'll be at the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, J.J. Jodrzejewski will be with me again uh, there as well. Uh, should be a heck of a night. Should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll have a big crowd there, and uh, we'll get ready. We'll set you up for the wild card playoff weekend in the NFL. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy the national championship game tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you on Friday. We'll see you Friday night from the Hackensack Brewing Company. All the love.